In the darkest depths of the Twist My Arm Network, there were three nerdy dudes. But they were no ordinary dudes. These dudes were Marvel fanboy dudes. They bleed Marvel. If there was ever a time for these three nerdy dudes to come out of the shadows and spew all their Marvel chunks, it was the year 2021. We are the Marvel Canon Madness Podcast. Good evening, and welcome to another issue of Marvel Canon Madness. It's been, uh, oh, oh, mind-blowing, let me tell you. This, uh, this episode, the Nexus event of Loki was crazy. But before I get into that, let's, uh, let's go ahead and introduce, uh, the rest of the hosts. Uh, so let's go to Chip. Hey guys. How's it going, sir? Not too bad. Doing well. It was, uh, pretty nutso episode, so definitely ready to get into it again. Oh my gosh, it was crazy. It was insane. Oh, I wonder if Josh feels the same. Speaking of which, Josh. Hey, I absolutely feel the same. Um, I'm so excited to talk about this. I'm so excited to be here and live on this awesome Wednesday for Marvel Can of Madness. Hello to everyone in the chat. Jesse. Thank you for joining us. Um, everybody else, if you'd like to join in on the conversation, send us a send us a message in the chat, or you can hit us up at 50893twist and uh, direct anything else to twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com. That's I think that's that's all we need to say at this point, right? I mean it's a lot of words. <laughs> um yeah, so We've got a crazy episode ahead of us to discuss. Uh, before we do that, Josh, did you have a synopsis for us? I do, but I think I think you know that we need to do some corrections and oh. or confirmations first. Yeah, 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 we do. I mean, Lay it on me. Lay it on me. Tell, tell me what I need to apologize for, sir. <laughs> Okay, so last week, um, you and I argued about uh, a punch being a fight, and we also <laughs> argued about how many uh, minutes of screen time there were fights. So I went back, and I tallied up all the different times that there were actual fights, not just punches, and I didn't count the entire scene of them running down a hallway. I didn't count that as a fight scene. I counted actual fighting <laughs> mm. okay okay so yes in your summation i believe i said there was like 12 minutes of fighting of a 36 minute episode i was wrong absolutely there was about two minutes and 35 seconds and that's being uh, generous <laughs> okay 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 i was a hundred percent wrong of the 125 percent of the time that i had said so it happens you know it's yes <laughs> um and and i want to i do want to apologize for my rating of 7.5 of 7.5 um, 
I do not believe that that episode warranted that rating. Um, after watching the episode without taking notes and being able to fully immerse myself and enjoy it, mm. uh, I would I would have given it a probably fairer shake at about eight to eight point five. I wouldn't have gone to nine or even ten on that. There, were, it still had some problems in my mind, but it was a better episode than I gave it credit for. So I apologize to any uh, Marvel monsters out there that I offended with my rating. I, you know, I, uh, I did have a correction for myself as well. Um, so like I went back and definitely rewatched the scene and like, I must've misheard something. So like I was totally misconstruing that conversation between Loki and Sylvie on the train. Uh, when I was like, well, I didn't get the implication that he was by. I totally did upon a rewatch and like, yeah. So like I had just misinterpreted and like definitely want to clarify that I had no issue with that. I just hadn't originally gotten that implication, but upon a rewatch, I did. So my mistake there. Okay, man, that was a, that was, Oh yeah. That's all I got. (laughs) All right. So, so with that saying that being said, Josh, lay it on us, lay this lay this synopsis for the Nexus of Antonis. Okay. I wrote this synopsis by myself. I'm very proud of it. You guys ready? Here we go. Loki, episode four, the Nexus event. This week, Loki and Sylvie face their demise before being abruptly saved by the TMA or sorry, ooh, TMA, my bad. By the TVA. <laughs> Once back in captivity, Loki and Sylvie try their best to convince their respective captors that not all is as it seems in the Grand Time Variance Authority. Good one. It's good synopsis. Pretty sound. Um, I, you know, I didn't want to give any spoilers away, but this is a very spoiler-heavy podcast. So if you haven't seen the episode... Make sure to go watch it, and by the time you're done, you'll still be able to come back and watch some of this podcast. So, yes, just and spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. So, even if we were trying not to spoil this, there's so much going on in this episode that I don't think I, I don't think I could contain the secrecy behind it. This is so full of spoilers; it's insane yeah. because I need to get it out. I need to talk about it. <laughs> it's it's that this episode has me as excited as the last episode was for you guys. So well, I think this episode has me even more excited now. Um, it was just such a good. I don't know, man. It was a good ending to this arc. It feels like what? What are we on? This is episode four. Episode right? four of six. Okay. So episode one was the introduction, mm-hmm. and then two, three, and four was like the first arc, and now we're going to get five and six and to close it out. And man, I mean, this, I mean, this could have been, been a season finale, I feel like. It definitely could have. It had that feel, didn't it? Yeah. It's kind of what I thought. Like, I was like, man, if you really, if you 
take the first four episodes and just like get rid of all the credit sequences like the feel and the pacing is really just like a big movie like they really paced it out well um this last episode like was a fantastic conclusion but it's not even over you know and a lot of these shows that they're doing on disney plus i really wish that they would do a uh abridged i think is the the term for it where it's they cut out all the the credits the credits and everything and Mm. just mash it and meld it into one long format and it'd be a movie for each of them easily yeah so be like that that old school way of doing tv movie stuff like it the original it was like a six episode Mm -hmm. series that then they mashed together into one like five hours or whatever it was like i definitely think keep it on the the week by week basis until it's over and then once it's over release that uh long version you know i would buy that i would totally buy that blu-ray yeah of the entire WandaVision series just without the credits or anything like that. Same with Falcon Winter Soldier. I bet that show would be a lot they would be a lot funner that way. You know, Mm. because you can just sit there like one lazy Saturday you're like, I'm not going to do shit. I'm just going to watch WandaVision for five hours and you just, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But uh, with that being said, Let's uh let's take a delve into this origin story as we start off with Sylvie in Asgard as a small girl. Uh so Chip run the scene for us a little bit. What were your thoughts going on when you when they first started delving more into her backstory? Uh so we had some standard blocking uh, from the small child, you know, playing with her toys. So the blocking was pretty basic, you know, she was moving her hands in front of her uh, face. No, it was a pretty cool intro shot, like the sweeping look at Asgard. I'm not, they might have given that view to us before, but like that view looking out over the Rainbow Bridge from behind the palace, that was a pretty cool view. I liked that. Um, so it, it looked really cool. Um, I don't know. It's like it's a pretty young girl to have broken her timeline already, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It uh, it was a pretty cool well, scene. Um, to I thought it was interesting. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say I thought it was interesting that it was Ravana. That was my first clue that she like knew more about the overarching scheme. Because like, how do you mess up that badly and still get promoted? Mm. So I was like, ah, it's interesting. So I thought this is a cool little intro intro scene. Josh. Yeah. yeah um, I, I wonder if they took that sweeping shot from a different movie, you know, like a Thor two. They're like, let's take one of the deleted scenes from Thor two and Ooh. put it in this. Um, awesome. But I, I didn't, I was going to say not to skip ahead too far either, but I think, wasn't she just a variant just by being born as the, a female version of Loki? Didn't that? I see. And the way the way they describe that is the answer you would think would be yes, because of their sacred timeline. 
but why would they let that branch go for what? She's probably 10, 12, 10, 11, 12 at that point. Yeah. Why would they let it go that long? Because uh, obviously there's, there's something wrong with their theories on Nexus events. I mean, this is a totally random thought that I just have. But like, maybe it's, maybe it's because like you know they're looking at that bar, and like her little branch, just from being female, her little branch was like a tiny little bump that nobody really notices. But then like, she's hitting that age for like puberty, and at mm. that point, the split between like a male and a female is gonna start being more dramatic of a True. difference maybe that's like maybe that's part of it just like then the maybe then the branch starts being more like noticeable because like it's shifting further away um i don't know like but at that point it feels like why would they ever let any version of loki that isn't the tom hiddleston prototype yeah like make it past any point like so yeah it is it is odd i don't know but i feel like that's not it because like it's very simple and easy i don't know it's a very simple and easy like answer to give so i feel like by not remembering what her nexus event was would indicate that it's not just her birth so sure yeah um i just thought it was kind of weird i thought that they had said something like that in this episode but true she did she was but i feel like she was being self-deprecating like she was being all defeatist mm, sitting on a rock about to die okay like yeah so here is uh here's an interesting thought is you did you guys notice the toys she was playing with a dragon, and uh, wasn't it a, a Valkyrie? It was a Valkyrie and a large wolf. Oh, and okay. Uh, okay. she, she, I believe she was talking uh, about the Rainbow Bridge, or whatever. Um, and it made me think maybe she was telling the story of Thor Ragnarok, you know, to her toys. Hmm. Like a legend, some sort yeah. of legend. I to me it seemed like a little bit of a throwback like maybe they wanted to keep you in that frame of mind. Mm. So uh yeah. Uh didn't you say as well just a, an easter egg there you had said that the girl that played young Sylvie was also the girl that played young Ray yes. in the Star Wars movies. That is true. That's a pretty uh, pretty I've, fun fact. Yep. <laughs> Man how much money do you need, yo? <laughs> Enough to get you through college, which is what she should use that money for. I mean, the residuals. Yeah. You know, uh, every other child, uh, child celebrity out there, we know, eventually goes through that phase of cocaine and hookers. Well, do not do that. <laughs> do, not go to college. Like they, I, a majority. A lot. A lot. <laughs> Not throwing shit, um, just you know. No, no. They're, they're just getting not. people warmed up for for Sebastian Stan for Bucky to go be Luke Skywalker. So that's all. <laughs> um, I would pay for that. I'd go see that. 
with that, we skip we skip a little bit ahead, and it's Mobius and Ravana talking, right? And they're talking about C twenty and what happened to her. Um, Josh, when they're talking about C twenty, and they uh, Ravana reveals that she is dead, that uh, she basically succumbed to the enchantments. What were you thinking at that moment? Were you were you entirely trusting? Or were you like, nah, nah, nah. She she got her ass pruned. Mm, I, I think she's still around, actually. I don't think she got pruned yet. I think they're, they kept her around. Um, because later on in the episode, Mo- Mobius, I keep wanting to call him Morbius. Morbius. But Mobius... Right, lies to Loki about killing somebody. Mm-hmm. It's just like in their nature to kill someone to get something out of the person they're interrogating. I do kind of feel like um, the more we've watched this, the more Ravona. Um, I feel like she's the one of the main villains somehow. Um, just interesting because she's a love interest of Kang in the comics. That is true. And that's what I'm saying. Like, mm, so if she's and she's always talking about the, or they're always talking about the other agent and stuff, and like, like even this one, Owen Wilson is like, "See, I am your favorite favorite agent," or whatever. Yeah. Like, trying um, to do that. I do like that we got to see the previous judge uh, before Ravana, right? Um, and that we also learned that Ravana's original assignment number was A23. I don't know if that has any uh, links to the comics, but I noticed her uniform said A23. So I wonder if they'll connect the, the letters to different like multiverses, different universes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like to make it easier for the for us you know movie watchers and stuff instead of comic readers yeah. like yeah. to be like this is from universe a and b and c and d mm-hmm. or timeline and, a timeline b exactly and so then it'd just be easier for them to say well this spider-man's from b and this spider-man's from c and you know they're different areas and i i, I just i feel like that's kind of where they're headed especially because in the last episode you find out that the all the uh agents of the tva have been kidnapped from their own timelines and their own lives and stuff so it's like yeah um so chip before we even get later into the episode um the discussion between ravana and mobius do, do you get the feeling when she admits that c20's dead her condition declined all this and Mobius asked her about it. Do you get that that put the seeds in his head of doubt right there before he even had a chance to discuss with Loki? I think I'm not sure if he uh, like doubted her word at this point. I feel like he trusted her pretty implicitly. Mm -hmm. I feel like the fact that he, I mean, I feel like he thought it was weird like and thought it was like he thought it was really odd and he questioned like 
the decline, the rapid decline of her, like, oh, she was fine. But I don't think he was really, like, doubting Ravona necessarily. Um, I think it was just more like that shocked, like, what? No. Um, okay. But I think, like, the fact that that was such a weird occurrence, then when Loki tells him that they're lying, like, I feel like that helped give that more weight and makes him like question that more. All right. All right. Um, so right after that, we go right back to Lamentus and we see the gorgeous scenery of the, the moon falling. Um, we see that their original city is burning and we go right into the conversation between the Lokis and you get a little bit of, how would you say, kind of like, a not a tension between them, but more of a tethering, like they're becoming closer. Uh Josh, what you what what did you take away from this end of the world revelation to each other that they had? Well, Chip sent a pretty uh, dirty meme to our network chat recently <laughs> um, about point. about Loki and uh, Sylvie like having more than just a friendship going on. It was a pretty nasty meme. Hilarious, but also disgusting. And I mean, I feel like it just kind of got to that point where Loki was kind of falling for it for Sylvie. And as soon as you start seeing the like, <laughs> I, I called it the Nexus boner. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. Because uh, it's it here straight first. up. That's the episode title, guys. <laughs> the Nexus boner. Great, um, but uh, you know, I I feel like that's him him falling for her is what created that that Nexus event that made them know where they were, for sure. So, love saved the day or some cheesy so, shit. So the <laughs> next the the rapid ascent Nexus event. Wow. <laughs> Try saying that. You mean the Nexus boner? The <laughs> Nexus boner. Uh, that is caused by self-love, technically, then? <laughs> that's that's the confusing part about this, right? Yeah. Yeah, because is, is, it, is, he, is, it, is he that narcissistic that he's like, I could love myself? Yeah, I know exactly mm -hmm. like what this is about. Yeah, and it's not... I think, yes. It's weird because it's not a revelation of self-love as in him loving himself, you know, but loving someone else that is himself. That's what that, I'm saying. It's so, it's so, <laughs> it just melts it's your like, mind before you even like, get you, to the good point. It's all about ever, perspective. Like they're completely different people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and do you ever see those couples that look exactly the same? Like you know, you're at the grocery siblings? store. Yeah, you you like look in the grocery store, and you're like, "Wow, you guys, you guys look so similar." And I bet, like, and I I don't even bet. I know most of those couples are just like the you know they're the exact same people. Yeah. 
it's kind of like that, right? Like just finding. So is this Marvel's <laughs> Luke and Leia moment? I mean, but is it Luke and Leia? Because it's, it's, because they're is it's still just as bad? If I would think, wouldn't it be? No, or is I don't just think just siblings? Okay, okay. So this is this is basically just a, another form of masturbation. I don't even um, think it's that really. Like they're no. entirely different people. But are they? It's just. It's just yeah. he sees himself in her, and she sees herself in him, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, they are I love genetically. Myself. They are a, they are super genetically different. Like they do not have the same genes. They well, no one has a you know different chromosome. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know. They're <laughs> like I don't know. They're I feel like yeah, I don't know. And Jesse's Jesse's question saying that maybe she's from the future uh, <laughs> would make it even weirder because if she's from the future, then that just means it's a descendant of Loki, and now he's falling in love with a descendant of himself. <laughs> That's true. Um, There's a lot of things with time that we shouldn't dive into. <laughs> that, uh, we're Marty McFly in it. Um, <laughs> So, all right. So then after this moment of realization, the doors pop open and you see no one come through, just the doors. Next, it clicks to them being in shackles and walking down the corridors. My question is, why didn't they just let the Nexus, the let the cataclysm end them both right there? They have they have to have needed them for something like so. Here's the thing, oh, man, and we're about to just kill the whole like credits thing because the after credit scene shows that whoever is like kidnapping and finding all these different Lokis needs him for something, and he's keeping them around. Yeah, for some reason, and so. There's no way that the TVA wanted to let them die. They, they wanted to bring them in. Them die. Good point. Um, so then we, like I said, we go to them in the hallway and it's, it's almost like a walk of shame. Um, they keep them separate, <laughs> but they both have that look of like, I got caught. Uh, uh, no. Keep struggling. Like they're going to get out. Come on. Yes. Um, and they take them to their own separate chambers uh you know as you would do if you're interrogating someone especially two people that just created a nexus boner you got to really keep those two separate (laughs) um and we get a little snarky back and forth between mobius and loki in which he tells loki that the tva is lying to him Um, well i feel like mobius drops one of the best lines in the episode here he's like no, you're just an asshole and a pretty bad friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, chew and, on that for a minute. And <laughs> you see that? Like he was taken aback by it. Loki was like, touche. Like, all right, you got me there. I, I think it's funny that Mobius, Mobius at this moment admitted that he actually considered Loki a friend. That's mm-hmm. actually kind of big. You mm-hmm. know, that 
hey, I trusted you. You know, I had the trust from you being my friend. That that was kind of a large revelation for me when he said that. So, yes. Um, but then he responds with, the TVA is lying to you. Um, and of course, he doesn't, of course, he doesn't believe him. Of course, he's like, okay, no. whatever. Go, go get in your little time cell. And he, you know, he locks him in the time cell uh, with C- C- Lady, Lady Siv. Sif. Yeah, Lady Sif. And she just keeps coming in and calls him worthless. And because mm-hmm. apparently Loki had cut her hair at some point. And so they trap him in this memory where she just punches him in the face and kicks him in the balls over and over and over. And see, that changes with each section, too. That's not the same. The one continual during that entire cell is you deserve to be alone and always will be. And mm-hmm. that plays into later in the episode as well. Um, but Chip, during the Lady Sif th- scene, um, there was a lot of emotion there. Uh, what were you all picking up during that? Ah. Uh. It's a big, like, it's another one of those, like, emotional growth moments. Like, this Loki had, like, he even said, like, he had never thought about that moment again. Like, he was mm-hmm. a dick back in the day, and, like, he pulled a prank, got punched for it. Yeah, what did he say? Didn't think about it again later. But, like, this I went and Loki drank wine was, like, and took a bath. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, but this Loki is like had all that character development smashed in his face. Like, saw his mom die, saw his brother mourn him, saw himself die. So, this one's actually like, oh, you know what? That actually affects me some sort of way. Like, so he actually, and then he had, uh, then he admits that that's like his biggest fear is being alone, but he is alone and he's always going to be alone. Yeah. What is this water from my eye? Oh my gosh, what are the these are feelings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get that you get that sense a lot during these episodes that he's it almost feels like he's feeling these emotions for the first time as a character, which is kind of terrifying if you think about it because his entire childhood growing up, did he not feel any of these things? You know, he had to have lost friends in battle uh, because he used to go alongside Thor and Lady Sif and um, the Companions 3, I believe. Uh, I can't think of their name. Yeah, it's um, the Companions 3. But the Warriors 3, sorry. The Warriors, Warriors 3, yes. So where was all this, you know, did he just hide this away in himself, you think? Did he he emotionally detached himself from these feelings. And now that he has no one to rely on, he has to face that realization. I feel like everyone in this episode is having feelings for the first time. And 
in a way, I feel like everyone is having their own personal nexus event in this episode. Ooh. Um, this being one of them for Loki, realizing how much of an asshole he always has been. It starts with Mobius telling him he's an asshole, and then Lady Sif kicking him in the balls enough to like really make him understand that he's an asshole. And then, you know, you you see uh, uh, Sylvie's Nexus event um, where she cares about Loki. Later on the episode, you she like realizes that she actually cares about someone. Mobius has his Nexus event, realizing that he might have actually been on a jet ski. Like everyone has a Nexus event, even down to CT or what a B fifteen or B twenty, whatever B fifty two. Like she has a Nexus event as well, with Sylvie giving her her own memories back. Like everyone in this episode had one of those, and I feel like this was Loki's moment of Mm. that nexus event like that personal nexus event uh and jesse and chat i do not believe that lady sif is part of the warriors three um gimli (laughs) carrie l l's i can't say that name uh and is he i i I don't even have the chat open i'm gonna guess he's (laughs) saying carrie elwes which yeah, yeah. would be, yeah, that's uh, from Princess Bride. You, <laughs> you, uh, yeah, her, you, he said her. Gimli. He said Gimli too. So, yeah, but uh, I believe Lady Sif is not part of the the Warriors Three. I believe that was Fandral, Hogan, and there's a B. Is a B? Is it? Is it V Baldur. or B? No, I think it's like. Volstag, Vol, Voltrag. Oh, Volstag, the voluminous. He's the big fat one. Okay. Volstag, yeah. Yeah. It's like Hogan the Hardy. <laughs> Volstag, the voluminous. That one's the best one because he's all big and fat. That's. Do you guys want to know who it is? I got it pulled up right now. Volstag, yes. Fandral, and Hogan. Oh, I was right. Nice. Yep, yep. That they're 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 not all that common in the comics. I mean, they're there, but they're they're not like right up in your face characters. So, yeah. uh, on my notes, I got like the next little bit is the interrogation tactics. Um, after. Brilliant. Yes. After Mobius gets done uh, putting Loki in his cell, he goes to talk to Ravana. And he tells Ravana, I want to talk to the variant, the other variant, you know. And she says, No, that nobody talks to her. You know, she, she cock blocks him. And this is also the first time. He's in the hallway and he's talking to B-15 too. And B, you can tell that something's wrong with B-15. She has kind of a look of doubt on her face. Yes, Josh. I think she heard, overheard the conversation. I think she overheard what they were talking about in there. Okay. Um, and wasn't it... Oh, man. Wasn't it... Uh, 
outside of she was outside of the interrogation room with Loki and Mobius. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure she overheard Loki screaming at Mobius about everything being fake. And so that's what prompted yes. her to go see Sylvie and be like, all right, let's go do this. Um because she like this whole part was Mobius starting to become suspicious mm. and taking Ravona's little uh, pad. No, nope, seeing... we're not. We're not at that point yet. Are you sure? I am positive. I have it broke. I have the episode broken <laughs> down right here. This okay. is this is the part where B fifteen is starting to show doubts, and Mobius comforts her by saying. The, these these Lokis are the worst, and we've dealt with Kree, Titans, and vampires. Which, oh, okay, okay. Um, before there's he Morbius. goes, there's your yep. like, and our Blade lead in, and and Blade. Yeah, there you go. But that means that also means that at some point they had Thanos in here, or Ronan the Accuser, Kree Probably. and Titan. But yeah, um, maybe that that did lead after um, that led to the scene that you were talking about where, where he takes the okay, where Loki and him have that long talk, yeah, and they start getting heated and they have their heart to heart. And Mobius starts off by asking him, Do you want to do this the easy way or do you want to be the cockroach? And Loki makes a weird assumption and cockroach. Then we go into the whole argument. Do you think that uh, Mobius's points were valid? That he was poking and prodding Loki with? Uh, Well, I think at this point, Mobius, does he even know what he's, why he's having to do all this now? Does he even know why he's interrogating him? Especially since Loki already planted that seed of doubt. I feel like, and, and you know, Ravona also having those weird conversations with him. Now he's just trying to get any sort of uh, clarification for why he's chasing after these Lokis. But, but you know, this Loki just basically tells him, Oh, it was all this my plan, and I uh, and he's trying to throw him off from whatever scent he's. I don't. He's just trying to throw him off. So I don't know that. I just feel like at this point, Mobius is starting to doubt everything. Chip. Uh, so this little heart to heart that they have, he throws some pretty wild accusations out there. Um, about uh, what was it? What did he say? Twisted romantic relationship. As he starts making fun of Loki for this, and it almost feels like he's getting some frustration off of his chest that maybe he took the little backstabbing more personal than we thought. I think so. Like, I think he had, I think he had genuinely like started to trust this Loki, and he was uh, maybe not surprised, but like super disappointed that he like mm-hmm. jumped through that time door and dipped out on him. 
Um, but I don't, I don't know. I thought the way that he like just casually threw out there, like, oh, no worries. The other variant's been clipped already. And then just kind of gauged Loki's reaction. Um, I mean, I. He caught him right there, though. He caught him. Yeah. Yeah, he was there. like, he was like, let's see, let's see how you really feel about this one, and and he to totally got him. Yeah, had him dead to rights, pretty much. <laughs> um, they're trying to figure out like what caused the big old nexus boner, but I mean, honestly, I kind of feel like who cares if you clip, if you prune both of them, then like a nexus boner is not going to happen again. So who cares what caused it? So I don't. I don't know. I guess like I don't know why they care, but once he figures out, like, ooh, you want to bang yourself? Gross. <laughs> uh, I I'm generally starting to think that Loki may have the worst poker face in the MCU. By the way, uh, it's like every time Mobius points something out, he instantly gives it away with his expressions. Like, oh yeah, uh, I totally meant to do that. Or, uh, good, great. She she needed pruning. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um. Yeah, he's pretty bad at that. For yeah, sure. it was like a whole forty five <laughs> seconds of reaction, and then he's like, uh, "Good, good riddance." Thanks. Yeah. Uh, yes. Then... Very sad. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> we then led into uh, Loki's revelation to um to mobius about you're all variants every one of you you were kidnapped from your timelines and you're being lied to and what did mobius say at that point it was like you almost you almost you had almost, me i think you almost had me and it's it's kind of like a throwback to that first episode yeah but man, no, the he, way he that says the... you almost had me the very the first time he says TVA is lying to you. And he's like, he almost had me. Throw it. And that's when they throw him in the first uh, okay. okay. I wonder I wonder if this one because this one's a little bit more of a I loved the cinematography of this this moment when the mm -hmm. camera like slowly pans around Owen Wilson's face. It really gives you that feel of He's really thinking about what Loki just said. Yeah, he's, he's running like, it through his head. He's like, whoa, wait a minute. Hang on. That, uh, you know, like I bet the jet ski popped into his head right there. He's <laughs> like, maybe this is why I love jet skis so much. Um, and I, I think, I think he said, you know, like good one or something like that. If we don't get to see good Mobius one. on a jet ski by the end of this series, I riot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. We then get the the Terminator scene where B fifteen storms into the interrogation mm. room with Silvery and basically tells her, "Come with me if you want to leave, <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. live." Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> they they take a trip to the rocks cart. Um, at the same time, we get the case closed with Mobius and Ravana, the signing of the. The doctorates. Uh, I feel like this scene was this, these two scenes were kind of a little bit jumbled because they kind of flopped back and forth between them during 
this whole exchange. Um, so let's go with who did I go with the last time? I went chip first. So Josh, um, in the rocks cart scene, we get we get the big throwback. We get the revelation of Sylvie's powers and the emotion from B15. Um, the revelations that she's having, what are you thinking while that's all going on? Well, I'm just starting to think that everything's unraveling because people are now starting to question the TVA. If, if B15 is, you know, she's one of the top leaders, if she's starting to question things, then and Mobius is starting to question things. You know, you can tell that Ravana is getting frustrated with everyone asking all these questions. Like it just, it seems like everything started to unravel. And as soon as God, I, I loved this, this scene with, with her where she's like, you know, yeah, yeah. How did you put those in my head? Those aren't my real memories. I was made by the TVA, and mm-hmm. and she's like, "No, I can't create memories. I can just pull, pull things that you've already been through." And like, when B fifteen came back, she, it was such a good moment of realization where she's like, "I looked happy," and like, yeah. boom, and then she like instantly was like what do you need (laughs) so that's kind of like that was that if you want to go terminator style it was that they should have put the music (laughs) right in there when she says that i and i i mean i was i was excited to see what the plan was you know which Mm. by by the time things went down i completely forgot about this scene it was so powerful in the moment but then you just forget all about it. Yeah. Now, Chip, I don't, I don't think that she turned. Uh, like she turned kind of quick. Like she was really fast to change sides. There, um, I guess. Do you feel like they should have expanded on that at all, or do you feel like this was the the correct way of telling that story? I think I think it makes sense. Like like she's a woman of action. Uh she's not like mm-hmm. she's not like a quiet timid like person. She's like already like a minute man. She's a fighter. We've seen her this whole series be kind of like aggressive and take charge. And now she just found out that like these dudes have been lying to her this whole time. And so like boom get him like i feel like it makes sense she's like she's literally talking to the person that's already the biggest threat to the tva uh Mm. so you're already talking to like the one person you would want to ally yourself with if you're gonna decide to go against the tva so i feel like it makes sense um just what now what do we do uh, so I thought that was a pretty good scene. Like she, she already had an inkling. She was like struggling with like the random thoughts in her head from when she got enchanted in the rocks cart the first time. And so like when Sylvie did it the second time and like gave her her full memories, like I feel like she was already like leaning towards like, this is messed up. Something about this isn't yeah. right. And then she got kicked over the edge and was just like, all right, dude, take them out. So 
would you say that the the mind control that the TVA had on the the Minutemen um, when they became enchanted might have it didn't completely break it, it softened it, and maybe they started to have that the the feelings from their previous life because right here you see that previous and previously in the episodes all the Minutemen seem to have more of a stormtrooper-esque um feel to them emotion wise they're just kind of blank you know i'm here to do a job i'm here to do this but once they're touched by that enchantment that it maybe it, it maybe it's not just giving them their memories back maybe it's giving them their feelings back as well does that uh sound right to you too potentially I, I think I think they have feelings still. It's just now they're being a little more unlocked or something. The yeah yeah. Yes. I, I mean, just from a little bit later, it, it seems like maybe the the control that the TVA has locks some of that down as well. But uh, so Renova and Mobius drinking in the office, talking about old times and war trophies. Um, <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was me for a second. Was that my AC kicking in? I, I think it was. It could be. Yeah, I have fireworks yeah. going off outside too. So, um, yeah, we'll cut that part out. <laughs> we'll just get rid of that in post. Yep. Uh, so with that, Renova starts to show that she is having or is a zealot for the cause. There's no, there's no sway. Whatever's whoever she is working for has an iron grip on her. Uh, Mobius goes in and starts to play detective. The question he's asking is, are the hard hitting ones? And he's even getting down to a little mischief himself. Um, what were your takeaways from this conversation, Josh? Again, it's just, it's starting to unravel. People are starting to realize what's going on. Ravona's acting suspicious. And Mobius is starting to question things. So, I'm, I just, at this point, I'm like, sweet. The shit is about to hit the fan. This is awesome. And yeah, when she oh said boy. that, yeah, when she said that, uh, the timekeepers wanted to oversee the pruning of the variants personally, and they wanted, uh, and they wanted Mobius there. I was just thinking in my head, like, "Ooh, Mobius, they gonna prune you too, buddy." <laughs> like, that did not bode well for him there. I uh, see. And when this was going on, another thing that struck me was the: if you could go anywhere at any time, where would you go? I felt like that is. I feel like that's a question, a loaded to, question, a loaded question to feel out whether they've been compromised. Um, because we now know with C20 that she was compromised. She had her memories. Now B15 has his memory, has her memory. Sorry. And then Mobius, you know, maybe she's, she's having that doubt about, well, I shouldn't say maybe is, is having those doubts about Mobius as well now. 
Um, Josh Wright, the it's starting to slowly unravel, and we see the tempad get swapped when Mobius pulls a uh, suave maneuver of, "Where are you going to put that trophy?" Yeah. So yeah, uh, man, and then it just—I mean—it just spirals out of control from here. Mm. You know, Mobius goes and checks the 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 time pad and figures out what actually happened and then he goes and gets Loki and pulls him out of his little time loop and yep. like this you know man it just everything just gets crazy including our boy getting pruned man yes this like goes all the way this just like and I feel like I, I feel like you knew this was gonna happen as soon as he switched temp pads or time pads. It was like, oh man, he's not gonna be able to get away with that without getting punished. Mm. They're going to see the timekeepers, and he's stealing these pads. Like, of course he's gonna get screwed over here. Um, I didn't expect it to be so abrupt, but. Uh, yeah, it was I don't know. It was it was a a really bittersweet moment because cuz you know, he figures it out. He goes and gets Loki. They decide they're friends again. And then boom. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Um yeah. You mean I have to the- take the word of two Lokis? What about a friend? I can do that. Man, I literally like when they when they jabbed him with that bad boy. I, I WTFF'd out loud. What the fuck? I was so like, they got me with that one. Also, what a Lord of the Rings moment! Can't Uh, believe I'd be siding. Was expecting them to siding side by side. Yeah, I, I did like that. We got a little bit of justice from Mobius's previous con. Uh previous comments about how Loki is just a stepping stone for other people to become better than better selves uh, with Mobius telling uh, Loki, you can be good if you want to, too. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You can be anyone you want. Yeah. Even a good person. Even yeah. just in case somebody told you differently. Cause like he l- had literally told him differently. So, mm-hmm. Well, that plays into uh, Jesse's question here. What if Sylvie was arrested because she was on the path of, to becoming a hero? That's a really good question and also makes a lot of sense if Loki is there to make them better because Loki is definitely there to make Sylvie better. Yes. In, in retrospect. And that goes into was something we were talking about earlier, Josh. And Oh, we're going to get to that. Um, but now is a time to misbehave if you will uh where the timekeepers we finally get to meet them uh ooh. Ooh. and we find out that they are as lizard faced as uh loki called them they are real as we get to see them up on their chairs and did you notice the the little bit of background? We, it's like the infinite staircase. Did you notice yeah. that? It's like MC Escher. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. An Escher painting. 
Um, But uh, during the elevator, Sylvie asks Renova some pretty pointed questions. And we get some very bad guy-like behavior from Renova. Yes. Yep. Do you remember me? What was my Nexus event? Does it matter? Yeah. Does it matter? The evil smirk. At at this point, like I I was already thinking, oh, well, maybe Renova is just being, you know, she's a zealot. She's following lead. But now I'm starting to think that she isn't just following lead. She is, she is actually a part of it. You know, she, it's not just a belief. She wants it to happen. She's dating the man behind the curtain. Well, and God, Jesse's all about these bets. (laughs) I mean, it could just be that she's like bitter. Like, if I if I had been chasing this bitch for that long, I wouldn't give her any answers either. Like, I'm, but time flows differently. She could have only been gone for like maybe a couple days. I mean, she's killed an untold number of Minutemen. So, like, I feel like as yeah, a longer. as a time cop, if she's been off murking your fellow time cops. Like you, you should probably have some bitterness towards her, and oh. I feel like in that position, I wouldn't give her any answers either. Let her die wondering. Yeah, her. you don't owe her anything. You go, Ravana. <laughs> so uh, we get a pretty, pretty quick fight scene here. Uh, it wasn't too long. Yeah, well, this it, is the plan. This is where the plan comes in action yes. with B fifty two. Ah. B-15. B-52 bomber. Let's go. (laughs) Or the the Love Shack B-52. She comes with a 10 sword. (laughs) Yes. But it was, Um, this is where the the plan comes into action and she like comes up the elevator and throws Sylvia a badass sword. Yeah. Unlocks the collars. Yeah, it's a cool fight scene for sure. It's a good uh, ex machina. It's a good lead into uh, who's behind the curtain as we get the the decapitation of one of the Time Lords. The snokiest of Snoke scenes. Exactly. Of Marvel. Um, one of the things I thought when I saw this is Loki and Sylvie fighting back to back was very reminiscent of uh, Kylo Ren and Ray fighting back to back, and then mm-hmm. Snoke's death. It it took me back a second. <laughs> I tell you what, it was actually so watching. God, and I've been there's a lot of Star Wars things coming out, like a lot of news yes. coming out recently, and so I've you know my brain's been racking again, and I'm I'm excited for more Star Wars. But watching this scene uh, with Sylvie fighting Ravona, like i was like man she would make a great mara jade (laughs) (laughs) if they were to bring her in have her be mara jade sebastian stan be young luke dude what a cast what a cast right there so loki goes to 
profess his love, I think, or Dude, I think he was gonna kiss her. I think he was too. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was gonna kiss her and then he was gonna go look at pictures of daggers. But (laughs) but hold up though, because we really, really glazed over the whole uh timekeeper getting beheaded and it being a fucking robot. Yeah, a goddamn android. And did you know like I loved it when she chops its head off, they the other ones start laughing. I feel like they were laughing. just like trolling us. They were laughing at yeah. us, not them. yes, yes. <laughs> but you know, the second watch of that, you kind of notice when they first start talking that, like, when they move their hands, it sounds mechanical. <laughs> no I joke. Just, I, I did like, not get. Watch that. it again and turn it up. Like, listen to it in headphones, and when they're moving on the close-ups, it kind of sounds like they're mechanical. But then, yeah, uh, like. She cuts the head off, and it's like uh, like Chuck E. Cheese animatronics that went wrong that start laughing at you, like and then super creepy. Down. And then yeah. yeah, and then obviously the man behind the curtain powers it down and takes off in his ship. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I'll see you again, <laughs> Loki. <laughs> it's Jim Carrey um, with a huge mustache. <laughs> see, Just a big Sonic I, crossover. I was. I did not I like okay they were pretty comic accurate on how they looked like compared to what the comic said but at the same time I was like wow this is like really bad just looking at I did not like how they looked the the timekeepers yeah yeah they and, looked I mean, just like their cartoon yeah pretty That's much what I'm, I'm saying it's just yeah. I've been like how they climbed up yeah. I like, yeah, I liked that they each had their own unique personality. The one dude, like, yeah, he enunciated every part of the word like <laughs> yeah. this. And the other one just whispered all creepily and Voldemort-like. And then, you very... know, classic classic Disney got to give us the uh, calamari. <laughs> <laughs> Just shoving Cheetos in his mouth. I'm, I'm a timekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> so, Reverse polarity syndrome. Uh, after, after this, uh, since now we haven't glazed over it, we uh, we go to the the little about to be make out session. Uh, that yes. is interrupted by Renova with a time stick to the back, a pruning shear, if you will. Um, Did anybody else see this coming immediately? No. As soon as Loki stood up and started to, okay. Like, as soon as he started talking to, to Sylvie, I was like, oh my God, where's where's Ravona? She was just on the ground, like, right, right next to them? Is he Getting- stepping on her? Like... Because I'm pretty sure that this scene, and I swear to God, the way that they were like shooting it, you could tell that something was going to happen and it wasn't going to be pretty. Like immediately, I was like, okay, Loki's going to get knocked out or killed or something. And lo and behold, he's fucking pruned. You know, I thought the other one was going to catch the pruning stick so mm-hmm. i was like i was shocked 
Yes, this this oh, caught okay. me off guard. I see. I see. Now, Josh, well, again, this is to make Sylvie better. It's this is Loki's destiny to make Sylvie more of a hero. Mm-hmm. And Josh, yes. this is exactly what I was telling you earlier. Is I had like a a momentary flash, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, Loki stabbed Phil Coulson in the back to make the Avengers." And now Ravona is having Loki in the back. Loki is Coulson. Coulson is Loki. Boom. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we now we now have Lady Loki, you know, about to assemble some big pull some dark Avenger yeah. shit. Oh yes. Although and... <laughs> is she? <laughs> she isn't. I, I I'm not quite sure. Uh, she's yeah. definitely gonna wreck Renova's day. Um, I think she's gonna learn more and realize that Ravona is just kind of a, a pawn. Yeah, and she's gonna do some something else. Like I, I don't know. I feel like the and if we move straight into it, the after credit scene, mid credits. Um, Is it okay? A- mi- it, it's more mid credits, technically. Okay, sorry, my bad. Well, yeah, they. Gotta... Well, I guess you're, you're right. Mid credits because they had to have the uh, special guest star named mm-hmm. right after that. Otherwise, it wouldn't have made sense. But yeah, I mean, Sylvie just pulls pulls Ravona away, and you go to credits, and then right after the credits, Loki wakes up. He asks, "Is this hell?" And then, and then, and then, what? I don't want to. I don't want to spoil this. I feel like you guys enjoyed this way more than I did. <laughs> um. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Oh my god, it. it was the biggest payoff of the year, bro. Kid, oh, I know it. I know it was. I'm just trying to remember what the guy said to him. Uh, what old Loki said to him because it was oh. "Welcome to the Variant Verse" is what it was. And He's like, uh, "Is this hell? Am I dead?" He's like, no, if, but if you don't come with us, you will be. Yeah, that's and that's uh, Richard E. Grant, I believe, yes. is the one that played old Loki. Uh, I also and, believe that's the same guy that plays. Uh, is it the same guy that? Um, hang on, I'm looking it up right now. Um, I think he's in the Mandalorian. Maybe he's not. Maybe I'm getting him confused with somebody else. We, we also got. Uh, what would no, we no, call he's, him? Loki sorry, Thor. He's general, he's general Pride in Rise of Skywalker. Thorky. My bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or uh Lothor. Lothor. I thought they Thorky. I think he's referred to as Brute Thor or something like that. Brute Loki. Or yeah, Brute Loki. Boastful Loki. I don't know. Boast yeah, yeah. Boastful Loki. I think that's what it was. Yeah, kid Loki, boastful Loki, and old Loki standing and above Loki. him, and then Gator Loki, which might be a reference to Frog Loki or Frog Thor. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So hmm. it might be. Yeah, yeah. It might even be a uh, reference to uh, Egyptian mythology. Like he could be a variant that's hmm. like based on Egyptian mythology. Yeah. And Jesse, to answer your question, I think Thor could have been a villain in Sylvie's timeline. I think that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe Thor was the trickster. 
Um, or... Nah, that could, that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> well, I think I think we've done a pretty good job of covering the majority of the episode. Um, that... I yeah. think that's I think that's a good time to lead into Casey's cart. Okay, Casey's cart. This is the part of the show where we talk about our favorite lines and shots. Um, I do have a bumper for shots of the show, so let's do lines first. Okay. And then uh, I'm 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 just stealing Sun But Inevitable's bumper because it's <laughs> great and it works and it's got good music. And if you haven't watched Sun But Inevitable Rebop, where we rewatch Cowboy Bebop, join us on Friday nights at 8:30 p.m. Mountain Time. Okay. <laughs> Got to do plugs, man. Look at that. That was a perfect mid-episode fucking mid-roll plug. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> All right, Josh. Since you're uh, feeling very talkative and you're on a roll, let's go with your quote first. Okay. Um, my quote was from Mobius, and it was what Chip had said earlier. It's the... You could be whoever, whatever you want to be, even someone good. I mean, just in case anyone ever told you different. I really like that line. That was a good line. Yeah, that is definitely one of the lines that made this episode for me. I tell you. Yeah, for sure. Chip. Just riding around on my jet ski. R.I.P. It's the last words Mobius says. uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Just riding wow. on my jet ski. But is he Last dead, words. or did or did he get sent to this fucking little variant verse? Mm. I don't think I don't think any of those people that get pruned are actually dead. I think they get sent to a different place. Just shoved off into like end time or something place. like that. The astral yeah. sea. Yeah, like multiverse Z. Like A through F are tight. And then G through N are like okay, and then O through Z are like straight peril, you know. So they just send send all these ones to Z. Hmm. I don't know. That was weird. Like I have no idea how like the pruning didn't like I don't know that uh... deletion did not delete. <laughs> to answer uh, Jesse's question, did Loki get sent to a timeline where he wins 2012? I don't know. I mean, that is Avengers Tower in the background, but there's so many other Lokis there that uh, it might just be um, maybe end time. It could be the world where Tony didn't get the nuke through the portal. You know, it could be uh, so many different things. Um. But it could be universe Z. It could be universe Z. Just messed up, man. <laughs> um, so my line of this episode is actually kind of long. Um, it was two variants of the same being, especially you, forming this kind of sick, twisted, romantic relationship. That's pure chaos. That could break reality. It's breaking my reality right now. <laughs> i i hope we get owen wilson saying wow just once during this episode or during this series if not this episode is now 
now become the closest we'll get to it. And I think he was speaking for everyone. If our conversation about that whole thing (laughs) earlier said anything, like it is definitely breaking our realities to think about this Loki and this Loki and is it okay for them? Is it a forbidden love? I feel like this is the this is the thing that fan fiction is like made for, you know? Like were these guys reading reading some fanfic? <laughs> this, this is like the new my stepsister is stuck in the, the dryer scene. It's don't, just don't yuck there, young. <laughs> is, is, oh my god. Okay, yeah. well, I, I'm going to yuck all their yum and just go straight to... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> all right, that was Chip, sudden, but inevitable. Let's, uh... <laughs> Bazinga. Let's, uh, let's have Chip lead into this with his shot this time. Um. Dude, the shot of the show for me was when uh, our boy Loki catches a disintegration right through the heart. Oh, geez. I'm sorry. I messed that up. There we go. <laughs> just... He's just about to lay a kiss right on her. Mm-hmm. Ganked right through the heart. <sighs> Steady hot breathes right on her. Yeah. And that was uh, minute, minute marker uh, 4158 where Loki is getting disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the lesson. Like always double tap. <laughs> Knocked her out. Could have tapped her with the stick. Been done with it, but no. Uh we'll go to my shot next, which it is was, it was definitely a surprising shot. Like or a surprising thing to see. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Even though it was kind of like I mean, I kind of saw it coming, but like still, I was like it's that's weird are they really gonna do that right now like how are they gonna this is weird but i didn't see it coming this early in the the series we were right in our predictions at first that they were gonna get pruned Mm -hmm. yeah like episode one i think we were like yeah they're all gonna get pruned at the end of this so true um so we'll go straight into my shot my shot is the end credit as we get the three different, four different possibly variants of Loki, old Loki, boastful Loki, kid Loki and croc Loki. Um, I just want to point out that like immediately the two that stole my attention during this was old Loki's like super comic book accurate old school outfit. And then the fact that boastful Loki is possibly holding a different copy of Mjolnir. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. I think that Chip needs some free right time, Josh. Oh, hold on. Hang on. I am so sorry. Here we go. Chip's showing off the old uh old uniform. Like old He's so comic. happy. Yeah. Yeah. That smile. That's that's a sweet that's a sweet figure. I like there it. There you go. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. That's a, that's the kind of thing you only see on the live live uh, stream of MCM is Chip's awesome figure collection. That you know, 
It's great. It's wonderful. Yeah, I was really excited for Kid Loki. Like seeing him was uh, pretty dope. I, I'm iffy. He's, like I'm a, so, like, I don't know if I necessarily like. I'll have to hear him talk and see him act. But from a still, I don't know if I'm sold on the actor that they got for Kid Loki. But I'm uh, excited to see Kid Loki. I just want to point this out real quick that this continues the trend of all three Disney plus series so far of what we like to call new Avengers watch young Avengers watch. Yeah. As we get another young Avenger. That's very true. Did I, where is that? Oh man. Did I lose it already? (laughs) Dang it. Yeah. Super excited for some kid Loki. (laughs) He better survive and make it into some young Avengers nonsense. That would be yeah. so slick. Heck yeah. So um I so for my shot I chose and it's at minute marker 3733 and it's the like awesome shot of the the timekeepers, the the androids I guess you'll say. Um but this whole like it's panning out from when they're walking in through the elevator and you see you see them looking up in awe and you see the two guards right there. And I don't know the, this shot was, was super, super intimidating. You know, like I feel like, I feel like when Ravona says, you know, going up and talking to the, the timekeepers is extremely, well, I don't even remember what she said, but, but nerve wracking basically like, yeah, going up, alone to these three monstrosities not like you know intending to kill them (laughs) but listening to them i mean i would definitely be intimidated for sure so yeah i I liked that and i i mean seeing them too in the in the episode you're like oh shit here we go Mm -hmm. it's like in episode eight when ray goes to snoke and you're like oh shit here we go and then he just gets cut in half and (laughs) that that you know that was that so same thing with this like he just they just cut the head off and they they get turned down or powered yeah. down and it's all over <laughs> little bit of a letdown by the death but at the same time complete you just wrecked any um any thoughts i had of who was actually doing this yeah. right you know? right so well, and that brings me to so you, with your shot, um, mm-hmm. a lot of people were predicting that Richard Grant was going to be the guy pulling the strings, that he was going to be old Loki pulling the strings of the timekeepers, and you know for whatever reason. And now you see that he's actually a variant that's been pruned and sent to this other the variant verse. I mean, he's still Richard Grant's playing old Loki, but he, oh, it's yeah. not the old Loki that everyone was kind of predicting. So I, I like that this episode really answered a lot of questions. Oh my gosh, it did. It but it, put a, it did also put a lot yeah. more out there. Like now, now you're like, oh sh- shit, all my other questions are answered, but I have like a thousand more questions. I also want to point out we still have not gotten president Loki, which makes me think that we're getting president Loki next episode. Yeah. Um, 
But if I remember right, if I remember right, that kind of spoils it too, because I believe in the commercial Mobius was with Loki when they met President Loki. Hmm. Uh, maybe I'm thinking that. wrong, but I, and maybe it was just weirdly cut, but I thought. Well, but again, it's not like they're getting killed. They're yeah. getting pruned and sent to this other world. So Loki is going to wake up in this next episode and be like, oh my God, where's Mobius? They're going to have to go save him from President Loki. It's going to be another variant. Calling it. Is this a secret timeline in which a secret war is taking effect? Maybe. They're, maybe not. Maybe the TVA is recruiting an army. And that's why they are pruning people, Ooh. sending them off to this world. That's a good um, point. I thought there was actually a, like from a trailer back in like May that dropped, there is a scene of Mobius driving a Jeep through what appears to be a desert. And mm. we certainly haven't seen that yet. So there you go. He may, he may not be as ripped as we think. True. That's, uh, he didn't have a mustache in that scene, though. So, <laughs> so he's going to go pick a, him from a jet ski. and Yeah, maybe. Might have been a flashback. Might have been just he shaved. Or he's getting tortured, and they shaved his mustache off. That is that is pure torture. Mm, See, that's that's like saying, cutting a dwarf's beard off. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, such a glorious episode. Needs a good wow. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. 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 This is a nice boat. <laughs> Every time. This wow. is a nice boat. <laughs> so, um, I'm trying to think of a good way to do this. Uh, we've done variants. We've done... What would you guys uh, say we should rate this out of this time? Um, out of timekeepers, how- one out of ten timekeepers, one, out of, one 10- out of ten androids. Ooh, <laughs> that that's good. I I was I was running along the time uh, the theme of maybe one out of ten Nexus boners. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sweet. I like that too. <laughs> yeah, we could we could tone it down a bit and do one out of ten swings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, also, uh, I don't know if you noticed my green screen, but uh, also swing. <laughs> <laughs> the mic is like perfectly positioned right there. Oh man, yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, okay. Well. How about this? I've let you guys go first on so many, and I made the mistake of misrating the last episode. I will go first this time, and I will rate this 9 out of 10 Nexus Boners. As it was a very well done episode. Uh, The plot progressed nicely. There was plenty of surprises, plenty of things that I didn't even 
couldn't even understand when I first saw it. Uh, I was completely floored. Um, the yeah, it, to me, this hit all the marks of what would have been possibly a great season finale, uh, as we've talked about before. But at the same time, knowing that there's so much more coming, uh, it it did a good job of leaving me wanting more. I don't think that it was a 10. I do think there was some slow points and some things I was disappointed with. But 9 out of 10. Let's go, Josh. God. I couldn't agree more. I'm going to get a, give it a nine out of 10 Nexus boners as well. Um, again, it, it answered a ton of questions. Um, I'm surprised you didn't give it a 9.5 or 10 considering last week you were complaining about it didn't answer any questions. And now this week it answered every single question you had, but then also left you wanting more. So, mm-hmm. you know, and for that reason alone, I'm going to boost my rating up to a 9.5 Nexus boners. <laughs> Okay. Just to spite you. So So a yeah. nine and nine and a half chub. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. Um let's all right, Chip. Let's hear what you got. Uh I don't know, man. I, I really want to rate it real low because they killed off my boy Mobius. They didn't kill him. They didn't they they didn't kill him. I don't know. Come we on. didn't see him in the post credit scene. Um uh just in a Probably, deep uh, in a I'm, desert. I'm gonna give it a nine. Like it was a really solid episode. It was really good. Dialogue is really on point. The showrunners are doing a fantastic job. I'm killing it. Yeah, I really don't yes. have any of my typical complaints and gripes. Like they're, they're doing nice. a really good job. So I mean, yeah, I give it a I give it a nine. Point five as well. Um, not quite the same excitement level that I had last week. Like last week's episode really like hit a lot of buttons for me. I really liked last week's episode as I gushed on and on about, but uh, this one was very good and very solid as well. I just uh, didn't quite hit me the same way. Mm. All right. Well, with that being said, do you guys have any final thoughts on the episode as a whole? Young Avengers. So, we have seen America Chavez has been cast and has been like seen on set for stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And America Chavez, like the character, she can literally like kick holes to other dimensions uh, and other realities and shit. So, like, I feel like it was Hawkeye that she was seen on the set of. Um, okay. Either It was either Hawkeye or the Marvels. But uh, America Chavez is coming in. She was one of the Young Avengers, and she can literally kick down walls of reality and hop between different dimensions. And that's actually, like, a huge thing in one of the runs of young Avengers. They're like literally on the run from this multi-dimensional monster. And they're like reality hopping, reality hopping. Uh, so, Oh man, I'm really excited to see kid Loki. I'm really hoping 
they integrate some Young Avenger, America Chavez, portal time reality hopping. The Multiverse of Madness has so many implications. I'm just so stoked to see what directions they go with it. Like, Did I, you guys happen to check out the new updated uh, post credit scene of WandaVision? No. I, I was more... Uh, I There's more hype than substance in my mind. I, the, I saw what people are talking about, but I didn't think it was that intriguing. It's just leading into Doctor Strange is all it is. It's just showing mm. you that well, Doctor Strange saw, is going to meet her there. Potentially, probably that's what they're supposed to like be hinting at. But I saw a uh, I saw a screenshot of it. They like paused it and they zoomed in. And when they zoomed in and had it paused, it bloody well looked like spectrum like it looked like spectrum's comic suit the black and white one so i was kind of like okay but i mean i feel I mean, like it was supposed to be doctor strange <laughs> but like the screenshot i saw like looked very black and white like her hmm. comic costume and i was like uh, okay okay <laughs> yeah i mean but other than that, I didn't have much else. Uh, I did forget to say at the beginning of the synopsis, this episode was directed by Kate Heron and written by Eric Martin and Michael Waldron, starring Tom Hiddleston, Sophia DiMartino, and Owen Wilson. So, my bad. I forgot to give the credits earlier. Um, that's, all, that's all I had. My final thought on the episode is the variant Lokis at the end, the vastly different ones, made me immediately super hyped for the new Spider-Man and the potential of actually getting Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Oh, or maybe we'll get Ben Riley or someone else, you know? I mean, it's going to happen. Oh yeah. They, That's... they're definitely doing something now. Uh, they're bringing Ben Riley back in the comics. They're going to, I wonder, I wonder ben if Riley this was the episode. I wonder if this is the episode they were waiting for to drop the Spider-Man trailer. Well, it hasn't dropped yet. Uh, well, no, we got we got Clifford the better, big red dog, <laughs> not not <laughs> Spider-Man. Really, that sucks. Yeah, but we did get a new Shang Chi uh, trailer. Which, Josh, are we showing that at the end of this episode? Yeah, for sure. Um, before we end the episode, I did want to do a couple little marvelous shout outs exactly. um one of them being for the band messiah vor that came on the show last week uh, i just dropped that episode today early this morning so um, i'm talking to local denver metal band messiah vor and man it was a lot of fun i laughed listening back to it a lot and um, they have a show coming up actually this upcoming Friday, which was it's, it's July 2nd. So by the time this episode actually gets on the Spotify's, the show will be over and done with. But if you're watching live right now or rewatching the live video before July 2nd, go check these guys out at the Oriental here in Denver because they're doing a video premiere. And it's it's kind of like, you know, COVID's over show like. I don't know. It, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, but then other than that, I, I wanted to shout out pretty much everyone on, on Twitter. I can't even keep up anymore. <laughs> There's just too many, too many people. I am 
I have messages from people, and I promise I'm I'm reaching out to you guys um, this next weekend. I've been fairly busy, um, but uh, I am starting to book new episodes or new guests for TMA. Um, I'm going to be starting that show back up. This this Messiahvor episode was my last episode of the summer, so I'll be starting TMA back up in about late August after PodCon. So I am uh, starting to book guests for that. And if anyone wants to join me um, or if anyone knows any podcasters or bands, hit me up. But yeah, do you guys have any shout outs? Chip? Uh, no, no specific shout outs this week. Um, throw like a congratulations out to a couple of our past shout outs. Uh, I saw on Instagram yesterday that both the Geek Strong and Armored Heart Cosplay were going to the Black Widow premiere. So means they're doing something right. So congrats to them. Uh, it'd be so dope to go to a premiere early. Um, yeah, I didn't really have any specific shout outs. I did want to talk about this bad boy before we uh, signed out, though. Uh, did you see this? Did you hear about this? I just saw I didn't think. Today. I didn't think it was real. Is it? It's real. I believe so. The the good, the Bart, and the Loki. Okay, all right. Tom Hiddleston's actually doing the voice of Loki. Really? Um, yeah. From yeah, from what I hear, I mean, huh. it's yeah. a variant. Did, oh like, my goodness! The Simpsons <laughs> is on Disney Plus. Like the precedent is there. They own it. Wow. Disney owns Fox. It's all. Oh, I, mean, I'm Disney own. I thought it was so funny that they made drunk Barney Tony Stark like, <laughs> like 40 years down the line this dude could not get past the demon in a bottle storyline like Oof. yeah <laughs> but I'm, I I feel like that should be pretty funny I don't really watch tons of the Simpsons but Me I'll either. watch that yeah not since I was a kid you know, honestly, it's not terrible. I watched this like newest season fairly recently on Hulu. It's pretty good, pretty watchable. I laughed a few times. Good. Did you have any shout outs, Roy? Uh you know what? I'm gonna give a give a shout out to the Grouch Couch. It is a group of streamers on Twitch. They are an all-star cast of punk rockers, rejects, and nerds that like to do everything from video games to tabletop role-playing games. They all get in costume to play. It's, it is pretty crazy. Um, I believe they're actually streaming tonight. But yeah, uh, go take a look at them. They're really fun. They They do a lot of interaction with their audience as well, so... Uh, yeah, that's that's about all I got. Cool. Um, so yeah, to uh, to finish to answer your question, we are gonna play the Shang Chi, the second Shang Chi trailer. Um, I feel like this trailer reveals so much more about what mm. this movie is about, and got me so much more excited for it. Oh yeah, yeah, the we, hype is real. Yeah. Um. But Roy, some, you being the host, you take us out of this thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I do want to say real quick about this. They have got some 
extremely comic book accurate characters in this trailer that were not comic accurate before and it blew my mind so mm -hmm. i hope you all enjoy thank you for stopping by uh as always we're marvel canon madness we we love each and every one of you i'm roy i'm chip and i'm josh enjoy this shang chi trailer follow us on twitter at mcm underscore pod and email us any questions or things you'd like us to review um twist tomorrow podcast at gmail.com have a good one guys later you marvelous monsters Thank you for listening to Marvel Canon Madness. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Marvel Canon Madness. Send us your questions and theories on Twitter at MCM underscore pod and on Instagram at Marvel Canon Madness. Watch and chat live at twitch.tv slash TMA games or youtube.com slash twist my arm podcast. Marvel Canon Madness is a twist my arm podcast. The views and opinions expressed on this show are held solely by those speaking them.